Hey guys, if we weren't monsters that were shunned by society and we could do what we wanted, ah! what would you guys do? Go to high school? Maybe get a girlfriend? Can you imagine that? Not likely. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are back, bringing martial arts fun and a lot of adolescent humor to this latest movie which has them teaming up with a budding reporter to try and stop a criminal mastermind and his crew of animal mutant ne'er-do-wells. Look, there have been a lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, and while I don't think that we really needed a reboot, I do appreciate that this one seems to be aimed to please the human teenagers, mutants or not. It's funny, lots of action, and a lot more heart than you might expect. It's an ancient ecosystem untouched by man. Whatever is down there is trying to make its way to the surface. Giant megalodon sharks are chomping on beachgoers, and only Jason Statham can stop them in Meg 2 The Trench. Relax. This place? Meg-proof. I mean, Joyce was always afraid of this, but I was also thinking... This is a man versus monster movie that's frequently quite silly, but it leans into the carnage. It's a schlocky adventure, but if you like the original Meg movie, I think you'll enjoy this sequel. We have by far the safest food supply in the entire world. The safest food supply in the world. Well, we don't have the safest food system in the world. And finally, Netflix has a new documentary that will make you think about America's food safety before you head out to lunch. Poisoned, the dirty truth about your food, looks at our food supply through the eyes of an attorney and some grieving parents. It's a little dry, but definitely a film that will get you worried about our food supply. I ate a salad and now I have long-term health effects from it. And that's what's new this weekend at the movies. I'm Sean McBride, the movie guy. Good morning, everybody. It's about 28 minutes past the hour of eight o'clock. Sure sign we're at the end of the week. For, it's always, it's always, out of the blue, some guy wanders in here and wants to talk about movies. Yeah, I always like to do a little dance Friday morning just well, to get me going. I'm right there with you on that one. As long as we're dancing inside, not outside. Yeah, true. It's too hot even for even the joyous this early in the morning. dance. Yeah, yeah it exactly. certainly is. Sean McBride, the movie guy, of course, joins mm -hmm. us. This. I was trying to think earlier, and I know you'll know, when's the first year you did movie reviews on the morning show? I, I, I used to work okay, at another it. TV station, and that started in 97, but 98 was when 98? I came over here. Okay. Yeah. So since 98, yeah. Sean McBride, the movie guy. I feel old, suddenly. Oh, listen, that was 98. <laughs> that, I would already be here 12 years before uh, you exactly came. Exactly so. Okay. So a career That's already. That's fine. You'll be the old guy. I'll be the, yeah, the so young I'll kid. be the old guy. It's okay. <laughs> I don't mind. I'm used to it by yeah. now, being the old guy. Uh, again, Sean, Sean joins us every Friday since mm -hmm. 1998 to talk about what's going on at the movies. He even did so, by the way, friends, long distance. <laughs> Sean left the city and moved to Boise, Idaho, yep. but yet continued to do the movie guy what can I say? on the morning show. I, I don't know how we made that happen, but he <laughs> did. And why somebody would leave Boise, Idaho to come back to Southeast Texas, you would have to ask Sean. I, I was actually just there, and it was hotter in Boise, Idaho than that, it was. That's hard to imagine. Yeah, it was a, I had a niece's wedding, and it was 105 degrees in her outdoor wedding. Ow. But half the guests were from Texas, because my family's in Texas. Yeah, yeah. And we were all sitting outside going, oh, this ain't nothing. Because there's no, no right, humidity. Right, it was actually right. kind of pleasant. So, and that also explains to you why Sean came back. It was family yeah, exactly. uh, that brought him back. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be the reason many of us move back and stay mm -hmm, in right. Southeast Texas, because of our roots and our families who are here as well. Uh, we've got uh, some hot times. And it seems to have been a benefit, Sean, to movie theaters. 
Uh, okay, I'm not going to deny you also had some quality content mm -hmm. with Oppenheimer and content that sparked a huge interest in Barbie right. for people to go see. But the number of theater owners must be over the roof right now with the fact that people are coming back in to watch. And, and we hope they're coming back in. I mean, I'll be honest with you, some of them, we're not quite to the level that we need to be at. But, uh, for example, Cinemark, which is the organization that owns the Regal chain, uh, they just emerged from bankruptcy. Right. So things are looking up, and we do have a lot of good movies on the docket. Now, I think a lot of these movies may actually move because of the strike, and it's hard right. to launch a movie if you can't get actors to go to the evening talk shows and whatnot. Well, that's true. And so uh, we may lose a lot of them, but right now we do have movies. I guess my point being, too, though, that the weather has a lot to do with it. People are like, hey, I'm not going outside. I don't want to do outside activities. Let's go see a movie because we know we can enjoy it in AC. You know, that's it, fascinating because I because I saw the Meg to the trench last night, and I'm sitting there going, okay, this is not a good movie. It's just a guilty pleasure movie at best. But I was so comfortable with that air conditioning going full blast, and I thought, yeah. yeah, this is a great way to spend a couple of hours. My question would be, were, did you watch it by yourself, or were there <laughs> yeah. people there? There were not many people there. I didn't there. think but so. But it was the Thursday night preview. Well, that, and know. I think it's also the movie, and this works into it. All right, so let's let's back up. Here's what we've got in store this weekend. If you want to go have AC, or even if you're going to sit home and watch mm -hmm. something, uh, this weekend's movies, we've got a shark movie, right? A we've got turtle movie, turtle movie, and a food movie, and a food movie. Yeah. So. That's your choices this week <laughs> for movies. So yeah. let's start. Gosh, where to start? I was going to say which one would be, which one would you be most likely to go see? I would go see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem again, because I think it is a pretty good movie. And it's kind of fascinating because, look, the, the turtles happened. I was living in South America when the turtles yeah. happened, yeah. and I, that's when I moved back to America. There's a whole category of things like, wait, what? There are these turtles and they do karate? What, what's going on here? Um, I, th I think this is a franchise. The first movie made $182 million. Yeah. And then they kind of, you know, they've, they've always done fairly well. There have been six prior movies. But I, I would say that fanboys don't say that any of those movies really captured the magic of the comic book sequence, the series. And this one, I think, does. I think this one is actually pretty good. They do that through a couple of ways, which surprisingly one of them is they don't really emphasize the ninja part of it. They emphasize the teenage part of the title. And I think that works very well. The the actors, the voice actors, are all played by actual teenagers. If anyone who's grown up with brothers will understand this dynamic, they're, you know, they're, it's kind of like, I love you, but I still need to hit you in the head with a stick right, because right. that's what brothers right. do, you know? Right. And I, I found it quite charming. I like the humor. A lot of it's very good. I certainly like the energy. It's fascinating because you say, okay, this is for the kids, and it is, you know, it's PG-13. Obviously, it's aimed at young boys, but really it's for those nostalgic parents because, you know, I mean, we get songs like No Diggity, Tribe Called Quest, all this stuff that I'm dancing to because, you know, that's stuff from my youth. And um, look, I think the animation is very good. I think, I think the action is fine. I don't think it's great action, but I like the performances. I like the, it's just a story about, you know, these, these turtles who grew right. up in the sewers. Right. Now, is this the original origin story? Are we yeah. going once, back to telling again, this all we over tell the again? Origin story. Yeah. Does anybody need to know that, you know, yeah. mutating ooze fell into the New right. York City sewers? Right. I think we know this, but uh, look, I, I thought it was, I, surprisingly, I was quite, well, I'm not gonna say moved by it, but there's, a, there's some good emotional stuff in there. So well, you know what, the, what, the only thing that really captures my attention, of course, I was an adult, so my kids were new, you know, ninja mm -hmm. fans. Yeah. But 
is the style, is the animation of the movie. It's a very interesting look. It's yeah. not your traditional animation. Because it is computer generated, but it looks like it's hand drawn. It, it looks, looks like, like claymation. Yeah, well, and it looks like something from a comic book or a sketchbook, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's obviously done on purpose. I, I, I like the animation. Like I say, I, I like this one surprisingly a lot more than I thought it okay, would. Okay, again, it is PG 13. Right. So to me, it's like, okay, you had to throw things in that you exclude young grandkids. Sure. You know, that you're not going to be able to take the eight year old, the nine year old, who are really the Ninja Turtle fans. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, I, I get what you're saying there. Uh, I would say that it's it's for the violence, and so I think you have to hit that PG 13. They are Ninja Turtles after all. Okay, so but it's I, not so much for the verbiage? There's there's nothing there. Matter of fact, the verbiage is interesting because they don't get into the cowabunga, you know, all those, yeah, those yeah. catchphrases. That's not what this is about. Okay. They do still right. like pizza, though. I, that's important. They do still like pizza. Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> all right, so again, that might be the one that, although with the rating, you might be able to get away with taking the 10 year old, 11 year old? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, the other one that to me, I just, I would have thought one was enough is Meg 2, <laughs> The Trench. And if you're not familiar, uh, aging action star. Oh. Jason Stan Well, he did. He had a birthday this week. He's sure. what, like 53, 4, yeah, exactly. and, 5, 6? Uh, and Hu Jing, the Chinese action star, is yeah. 49 as well. So Yeah. So, know. I mean, so here you have the... And, and again, let's face it. It's not like you're going to exactly work with giant sharks. So... All of this has to be con almost computer, computer generated. generated right? yeah, yeah. Uh, and interesting, another PG-13 movie. So, uh, but this one, you know, this is the Meg came out five years ago. It was just kind of an August release. And look, let's face it, when movies come out in August, Hollywood is winding yeah. down their summer blockbusters. They're kind of uh, let's throw something against the wall, see what sticks. This one made 300 something million dollars. Partially because it was a guilty pleasure movie, but because they also wisely made it a Chinese co-production. So there are Chinese actors and there's gotcha. Chinese producers. Gotcha. So it played very well overseas. Right. And uh, they're doing that again here. So you know, poo-poo it, yes, but it will. Well, no, play, but it will I'm play just saying, well. you know, it's from the people, you know, that that love, you know, if you love Godzilla and Mothra yeah. and all that, then you'll probably love this man movie. versus monster. So look, I, I I'm I, not disparaging Jason Straight though. I mean, you know, I think yeah, yeah. he's still in. in great shape. He can still you know, beat us up. He, can, yeah, you know, he so. can still play the role, but I'm just saying he yeah, is. The irony is that he is uh, known for his, you know, hand-to-hand -hand martial arts skills, and I keep waiting for him to kick the Meg in the right, face, you know, right. something like that. Look, it's, it's Statham. He, the first half of this movie is them on the bottom of the sea, and there are giant Megs, you know, circling around. Uh, there's also a big octopus. I am not sure I think that anything is really great there, but I do like the mayhem that happens in the last third. They go to a an amusement beach called Fun Beach or Fun Park, you know, and uh, then it just becomes a smorgasbord okay. for the sharks. They go around, eat people. It is, um, they lean into the carnage. It is very much a guilty pleasure. I am not saying that this is a good movie. This is a silly movie. But there's something we said for just the man versus monster aspect. And I'm sure there's a couple of boom moments in there yeah. when you jump out of your seat, not yeah. knowing the shark's behind you. Or the you. octopus. You yeah, know, whatever exactly. it happens yeah. to be. All right, so those two said, now let's move to a, uh, a, a totally different genre here mm -hmm. and talk about poisoned the dirty truth about your food. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, we're gonna talk about this before you eat lunch today, because I watched this. It, I'll be honest, it's a documentary. It's a little dry at times, but it is a, it's told from the point of view of a, an attorney 
and a grieving father and a whistleblower. And they're the ones that first dealt with the Jack in the Box scandal from so many years ago where, you know, all those, ham the hamburger meat, I think, right. killed four people, I forget. So, um, And then they go from hamburger and they explain why you have to worry about E. coli in your hamburger meat. Then they go to salads and leafy greens and understand why you, you may be worried about salmonella in that. And, and listeria. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And uh, then they go to poultry and eggs. And it's like, what can I eat? There's nothing left to eat. Um, I, I think it's a very compelling documentary because, you know, you're going, wow, I didn't realize the United States food system was so so tenuous, you know, right. our safety on that, right. especially because they keep going back to the politicians and people saying, oh, we have the safest food system in the world, and they make the point that we absolutely do not, you know, because right. we're not doing some things that other countries are. But that being said, um, I did find it a little dry at times, uh, you know, a lot of facts, but I wish there's a little more emotion. That being said, Fascinating movie, and if you're not aware of this uh, problem in our food system, you may yeah. want to well, watch Well, you know, this. and again, I've said this so over and over and over. All we know is that you buy it from the grocery store. Right. That's yeah. all we know. Mm. We don't think about where does the chicken come from or how did the cow get here. Or how did the cow, you know, feces get on your salad. Yeah. And, and that's something that they go into. Yeah. So. Uh, well, again, probably not something you want to go and watch before you go to or maybe after. You've gone out to eat, <laughs> yeah, probably exactly. not. And this is something to me more likely I'm going to watch at home than yeah. I would see it. Well, theater, it's on Netflix, right? so yeah, yeah so. not in theaters. The other two okay. in theaters, but this one's on Netflix. So. All right, does that complete our weekend right this there? Is this week. It's, it's kind of, like I said, Hollywood tends to kind of wind things down once we get to August. And so over the next couple of weeks, we still do have movies, but they're not the big blockbusters. As a matter of fact, next week, the better stuff is probably on home streaming. And then ultimately, it remains to be seen if we're going to get those I was going to say, so when do we run dry? I mean, when do you run out of product if you've got a strike going so on? At the moment, there is everything is still on the calendar, so there is at least okay. a big movie every week. But Dune 2 is probably going to move. We've already moved to Zendaya movie. I mean, they're going to start to fall, especially if they can't get the actors out there to promote it. Gotcha. That being said, the producers did meet with the writers Actually, today they're meeting, so right. hopefully that means that uh, there's some, Maybe some impetus progress. to try and s settle the strike. All right, sounds good. Well, mm -hmm. as always, since 1998, <laughs> it's good to have Sean McBride, yeah. the movie guy, with us in the studio to talk about what's going on. Mm -hmm. Look forward to seeing you again next week. Of course. All right, have a good weekend. Still to come this morning, we're going to check out what's happening in your forecast. Looks like triple digits still here to stay for quite some time.